that's fucking football right there. None of that pansyastic tugging smile for the camera bullshit. Men puke, men poop on the field. Men deliver their newborn baby on the sidelines. We win together we celebrate together. Football is back baby. Welcome back to another episode of the Goalpost Gambling Podcast. I'm Nick V, joined by my brother, Big Money Justin. Justin, how are you feeling about an NFL Week 10? I mean, I feel pretty good. We're in the double digits now, and uh, we're both currently in Germany, about to watch the uh, Seahawks kick off the Falcons. So yeah, here we go. big shout out to the Goalpost community for flying us out. Uh, we've got our schnitzels in our hands. We're gripping them tightly, uh, just like the pigskin, indeed. Indubitably, really. Let's go through this Week 10 matchup. College was pretty good to us uh, last night. We've got a few hours before we kick off. They're about to start here in Germany. But back in the U.S., we have a pretty good slate of 1 o'clock games. Let's go and dive into that. Vikings and Bills. There were some questions in this one if Josh Allen was going to play or not. And what is the final word? The final word is that he's playing. There was a clip that that was leaked of of a you know him at practice and as soon as he saw the cameras he he sprinted off to the locker room obviously the bills uh wanted to take as long as possible to put this information out or for the public to be aware um just because it makes it harder for their team to prepare whether it's going to be case keenum or or island um but he's going to play and he he's playing hurt he he it took him a couple of days to even grip a football so this line really skyrocketed after we heard the, the news about Allen. This was sitting at three, three and a half. Now it's gone all the way up to six and a half in favor of Buffalo. I don't know. I, I don't. I don't know if six and a half is, is appropriate. The Vikings have been keeping games close. Their defense has been pretty stout. And before the injury, I don't know if it was because of some nagging pain he had. But Allen has not played well. I get the Jets have a decent secondary, but he just did not look himself last couple of weeks. Yeah, I mean, we saw the video of Case Keenum in practice doing his best Josh Allen impression, um, and he ended up looking more like an impractical joker. Uh, it was pretty tough, and if you're a Bills fan, you've got to be happy that Allen is playing this week. All in all, though, Vikings haven't lost since week two. Getting six and a half points with them, I might tease this up, get seven and a half, whatever you can, in order to get a little more value there. But the Vikings are a good team. Now, on Buffalo's side, they did lose last week against the Jets, come home, get some momentum, win in front of Bills Mafia, but I'm going to have a very hard time picking against the Vikings. That uh, that six is really, that six and a half is really tough. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, the, the opening to this game will, will be important because I just don't think the Bills can run the ball very well. And Josh Allen's really their running back, but how much do you want to run him while, while he's hurt? And the Vikings can, can keep this game close, or they can take a lead early. I think they can deploy their running game with, with Dalvin Cook and try to can kind of manage and control the game. So, I mean, if, if you're going to take the Vikings, uh, you wait. if you waited to take the Vikings, then, then you, you waited long enough because um, here we go. Take them six and a half, seven. You know, you got a shot. Let's do it. Let's see. Uh, say the Vikings at least keep this one close. Are you on the six, six and a half with me for Minnesota? Yeah, I, w- I wish I took the Bills at three so I could play both sides. But let's get our player props for this one. My best player prop, I think, is going to be. 
Oh, you're not going to like this. But I'm going to say Kirk Cousins over 243.5. I think if the Bills' offense is a little lethargic, if something happens to Allen, he's going to be out there on the field. He's had a great season so far. If he gets a lot of snaps, he's going to make it count. Do you agree? Uh, sure, I could, I could take that. I don't have one. I feel super strong about this, but I, I guess if I had to take a player prop in this one, I'll take Gabe Davis over 42 and a half receiving yards. Gabe <laughs> Davis is a guy who can get, get this yardage in one play. He, he has he's, he has their most explosive plays this season. Uh, Stephon Diggs is, is one everyone's going to be looking at. This is his old team. I think the Vikings will do what they can to stop Stephon Diggs, but with how much they're going to put the ball in the air, I like Gabe, Gabe Davis over 42 and a half receiving yards. I think he can get it done. All right, excellent. First touchdown score, I think I might go, uh, I might have to go, ooh, I think there's some value here with um, with Gabe Davis. He's going to be at plus 750. The Bills go down score first. You're not going to have a, a bad shot with him in the end zone. But let me get, let me get Adam Thielen plus 1,000 as uh, an underdog pick here. Justin, who do you like as a first touchdown scorer? I will take uh, David David Singletary plus eight fifty. I don't think that they will get down the field running the ball too much, but whenever they do, I think that Singletary will have rested legs because they won't be getting too much carries. If they get close to the end zone, I don't expect them to throw Josh Allen over the pile. I think they'll hand it off to Singletary. I think he's got a shot. Um, touchdowns, first touch touchdown scores are kind of dart throws sometimes. Uh, there's a lot of different things that happen. But I will take uh, Singletary plus 850. Give it a shot. Yeah, I like it. I like it. This one, we've got to pick them. New Orleans Saints at the Pittsburgh Steelers. Steelers have been kind of weird this season. They start with Trubisky. Doesn't go well. They get Pickett in there. It's not going that much better. Saints are kind of similar. They've had the bounce between uh, Jameis Winston and then Andy Dalton. And, of course, of course, Michael Thomas is uh, gone once again. Uh, I don't know. I don't know why. I don't know why we have any faith in Michael Thomas. But at any rate, Saints offense is what they are. Steelers offense is what they are. Who do you like in this matchup? I'm, I'm going to go with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, Mike Tomlin and the Steelers coming off a bye. At home, I think that they're going to be desperate to win a game here. I think they need to win a game. Uh, Pickett has not been great. He gives them more of a chance than Herbisky does because he actually puts the ball up in the air. However, there has been some some bad turnovers. So Pickett really has to kind of find find that middle ground of giving them a shot but also being able to keep the ball in their possession. And uh, the Saints, to me, have not played very well the last couple of weeks. Um, I, I think last... Uh, uh, against Monday, uh, the Ravens in prime time, uh, Andy Dalton was dreadful. It feels like Dalton continues to trend down. Steelers defense is still pretty good. They get T.J. Watt back today, so that that should be difficult for Saints to deal with. Also, with their tackle Andrews Pete out, Mark Ingram out, and Marshawn Lattimore out, uh, this is a one point spread on some books. Uh, I like the Steelers money line in this game. Also, the under 39.5 would all, could be also be a good play. You like the money line better than the pick'em? Uh, yeah, I do, actually. Mm, yeah, that's... I always play the I have to line. see, you know, taking a big risk here. Not a pick'em kind of guy. I'm going to go with the Saints. Some I'm books go have the, plus one, though. Oh, my apologies. I'm going to go in the opposite direction. I'm going to take New Orleans. 
I think that I just can't trust the Steelers. I just really can't. I think they'll have just enough here. I think the Steelers will make enough mistakes. Saints secondary is a little beat up. That offensive line missing Pete, like you said. But still, to me, I think the Saints have enough here to be better than the Steelers. I think the Steelers will find a way to lose this one. The real steal in this contest, I think, is the over-under. They have it set really low, 39.5. I think this is a major, major overcorrection. I think this game will actually go over. I, I know it's not a reasonable or logical to, to, to uh, conclude, but I think there will be enough touchdown scoring. My one prop for this game, my best prop, is going to be Taysom Hill. We're going to get him over 29 and a half rush yards. That has got to be a lock. Lock it up. The fact that Ingram is out, I think that Taysom Hill gets a lot of carries anyhow. He should go over this line normally, but this helps just enough to make this uh, quite the lock for me. What's your one prop? This is my favorite prop of the week. I feel great about it. I'm taking Chris Olave, 62 and a half yards over receiving. The Pittsburgh Steelers have been getting absolutely torched by number wide receivers. They don't have a cornerback that can really match up with someone like Olave. Mika Fitzpatrick is also out for this game. The Steelers have gotten the work from Tyreek Hill, Stephon Diggs, Gabe Davis. A.J. Brown had 150 yards and three touchdowns against them. Even Nelson Aguilar hung 110 on them. Corey Davis even had a good game. Number one receivers... They've really, really struggled against this this season. They are 26th passing defense and the ninth in rushing defense. So I think the Saints will be would go into the air a little bit more. I just feel like Chris Olave is gonna be able to find some space downfield. He could get this in one play, but Olave over 62 and a half receiving yards. I feel great, great about that. It's my favorite prop of the day. Mm. First touchdown score. I'm gonna go with Taysom Hill once again, plus 750. They love him in the red zone. He powers it in. He can run an end around. They might even throw the ball to him. You never really know. I've got to go Taysom Hill plus 750. What do you got? I'm going to go with Najee Harris. I know it's a boring pick, but I think that that's most likely. I, I expect the Steelers to win. I think they have a chance of scoring first. If they get in the red zone, Najee Harris is getting the ball. I think he's going to have the most opportunities, so give me Najee Harris. One value pick that I'm going to throw out here. Saints get a little creative sometimes, especially in the red zone if they get down to the goal line. How about their tight end, Adam Troutman, plus 2,300. If they get down there and it doesn't work on their first attempt with Hill or Kamara, expect them to look to the air and be a little tricky. Dalton likes his tight ends. I think we could get Troutman in the end zone, potentially. Houston visiting New York. Giants host the Texans and lay four and a half against them. This one almost feels like a lock to me. Giants have been pretty good this season. Daniel Jones has done absolutely what he's needed to using his legs and just a little bit of his arm to power them through. They're keeping pace in that division and they are still very solid. Saquon Barkley has turned back the clock and is on fire. What are you doing here? Are you locking up the Giants? Yeah, I think I, I think I like the the Giants in, in this game. Um, what was the spread set at right now? Just four and a half. Yeah, I'll take I'll take four and a half Giants. I'll take Giants money line. Um, I just I think the Giants are just a way better team all around. I know that they 
kind of mirror each other in a way because of the slow place they, the slow pace they both play at. I think there's a difference because the Texans have to play at a slow slow pace because uh, they're not a very good team. The Giants choose to play at a slow pace because that's how how they win. I think they're gonna be better in almost every close game situation. I think they can pull away at the end. Uh, Giants might just blow them out, even though they don't do that to, to, uh, normally. I think against the Texans, they have a chance to do that. Um, so, yeah, uh, give me everything, Giants. Mm. I really, really was... I don't know, man. I thought that Davis Mills was decent. I thought he was not a great quarterback, but could be a starter. It's just come off the rails. I think the Texans are the worst team in the league. I would lay more than four and a half here. I'm I'm locking up the Giants. I think they're too good. They're going to kill them on the ground, both Jones and Barkley. And I don't see Houston responding in any meaningful way on offense. Ugh, it's going to be, I think this is going to be an ugly game. My one prop here is I'm going to say, let's go Daniel Jones mm, over 33 and a half rush yards. We'll take him on the ground. I mean, he had he had a great performance previous weeks on the ground. I think he's going to find ways to exploit the Texans' defense. I got to go over. Give me your prop. My prop of the day is very similar to yours, but I'm going the other way. I'm going Saquon Barkley over 92.5 rushing yards. You can play this up to 97. Um, some books have it 92. I would hammer that. I already have. Um, the Texans are the worst rushing defense in the NFL. They rank 32nd and 30th in yards per carry. This is a, a game that I think the Giants will be able to take control of. I think they'll be able to have most time of that possession. And Brian Dayball is a smart coach. He knows how to manage the game. He's not going to put the ball in the air unnecessarily because that's really the only way Texans can get into this game is going to be by turnovers, fluky things. If they just play their game, play field position, the Giants should be able to, to win this game pretty handily. I think that's going to be running the ball with Saquon Barkley. He's averaging 20 carries uh, a game. I think that continues. I think I think he might even ramp him up. I love taking workhorse running backs after a bye. So Saquon Barkley, 92 and a half rushing yards, absolutely hammered for me. Is it possible that him and Jones both go over rushing? Yeah. I, I think we could see that it's happened. happen. He's going to be my first touchdown scorer. I mean... The books have it at plus 260. Obviously, it's not flashy, but it's because it's obvious. The Texans may not score for a long time. That is very plausible. If the Giants get in the end zone, you can bet it's going to be Barkley. Catching it, running it, whatever it is, they're going to get him beyond the pylons. Yeah, Texans last week uh, kind of upset a lot of people scoring their first touchdown. All the Eagles' first-down touchdown scorers you know, had had a lot of, had a lot of juice. They... Uh, Low low lines for for the the Eagles' first touchdown scorers, assuming they were going to score the touchdown first, and then the Texans uh, were able to steal that away. I don't think it happens this week. I think Giants can the end zone first. I know it's it's not sexy or exciting because of the, the two sixty, but I'll take Barkley as well for touchdown. I think you really have to. All right, Jacksonville at Kansas City. Chiefs are laying almost ten points. They're giving up nine and a half to the Jags. Do you like taking the points with the Jags here or? Are you going to lay that big number with Patrick Mahomes and company? What is it? Nine and a half. I will take... I don't want, I don't want to play this game, but uh, I guess I would lean towards the Chiefs. The Jaguars have been really miserable. Um, they don't play two halves of football. 
I don't know if it's going to be the first half or second half this week, but it seems like they, they either start slow or finish slow. They just can't put it together. Um, they had the Ra- they had the Raiders last last week, and they let them go and, and let them win the game. Um, so I, I just I think I think the Chiefs will will probably end up covering this somehow. It is a lot of points. I think I would want to stay away, but if I had to lean one way, I'd go Chiefs. Yeah, this is not one that is on my priority list here. I do think the Chiefs will find a way to cover. This is a good chance to beat up on the Jags at home. I think I think they go nuts. Give me the uh, give me the Chiefs minus minus nine and a half. Don't love it, but we're gonna have to do it. Got any props for this game, Justin? No. No props. Uh, Trevor Lawrence over five interceptions. <laughs> over five interceptions. Uh, it's only minus one thirty-five to go over a half interception for him. That one might be something to consider. I'm gonna take his. I'm going to take his under here. I think Kansas City's drives are going to be methodical and punishing, and I think the Jags are going to stall out more often than not. Mahomes is at 304.5. His over is tempting, but that is a little high for me. Give me Trevor Lawrence under 254.5 passing yard. That's going to be my pick for this. Okay, I have one. All right, let's hear it. Just took a minute to to pull it up from the big money index. I will take uh, Juju Smith-Schuster anytime touchdown score. Plus 135. Look, teams have been really selling out to stop Travis Kelsey. And Juju Smith-Schuster is getting more targets and more yardage every week. He was very close to scoring a touchdown uh, last game. And I just think that this Jaguars defense has a really hard time stopping uh, receivers. They gave up to 136 and two touchdowns against Devontae Adams last week. And I just think it would be difficult. They'll probably sell out to stop Kelsey like everyone does because you can't <laughs> let him going get going. I think Juju Smith-Schuster at some point finds a way in the end zone. The Chiefs might score four or five touchdowns in this game. I don't know. But if they get get enough opportunities, I think Juju gets one in. I think so as well, but I'm going to take Kelsey as my first touchdown scorer. Plus 460. Really good value. He might score the first three again. You never know. All right. Cleveland. That was was anytime touchdown scorer, not first touchdown scorer. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. My bad, my bad. Who's your first touchdown scorer? So Juju, anytime, uh, first time touchdown scorer. Are you going to take Kelsey with me? No, sorry, sorry I missed ETN. Juju, anytime touchdown score, my prop. First touchdown score is going to be Jarek McKinnon at plus 1,300. He got a lot Sheesh. He got a lot of snaps last game, uh, a lot of red zone opportunities last game. I think that maybe the little wheel route, maybe a draw play, something, they'll find a way to give him open space in the red zone, and maybe he'll, he'll get one in. This is really just a, a value pick at 1,300, but I want to give it a shot. Give me a Pacheco plus... One million five hundred. Uh, we've got Cleveland visiting Miami. Dolphins laying three and a half against the Browns. I'm going to tell you, I think Miami's a quality team. Now that two is back, I think they just lost a little rhythm, but I think they find it at home here. I think they're going to work their way around. Give me the Dolphins minus three and a half. What are you doing with this one? I think uh, the, the Dolphins are one of the most bet teams this week. People love betting on the Dolphins. I'm gonna take I'm gonna take the Browns plus three and a half. Wow. I'm gonna go against the green, everyone, every market, every person, every fan. Look, I think we're still we're still on a daze all the way back since week two when they came back and went one against the Ravens. I know some of these games they haven't had Tua, but since that game, uh they have only won uh by six points at the most. 
Other victories have been by four against the Lions. Only three against the Bears last week. Everyone was, was on the Dolphins last week as well. And that spread was, was about uh, four and a half points, I believe. The, the, the spread was, I, think, I believe, four and a half against the Bears last week. Everyone was, was betting the, the, the Dolphins. Or, and I had, the, I had their money line in the parlay, and I had to sweat that out. This was only a three-point victory. The Dolphins' defense just hasn't been very good. Um, they have to rely on, on their passing game to keep them in, in these games and score a lot of points. Um, so there's not a lot of room for error, but the rush defense has just been terrible. I mean, they gave up the most rushing yards to a quarterback ever, 178 with Justin Fields. And, and, and so I, I just think that the Browns, you know, playing through the run with Nick Chubb, it's going to be very difficult for, for the Dolphins to really win, win this game command, uh, uh, in a commanding fashion. Like, I, I think that, you know, I guess I would lean towards them to win the game, but I think it could easily be a field goal. I can see them easily losing the game, so I would love to take the points of the Browns at three and a half. Understandable. My prop for the game is going to kind of tie into that. I think that you're absolutely right about the Dolphins' defense, especially that secondary, and that's why I've got to go Donovan Peoples-Jones over three and a half catches. I think that they're going to get him some work. Obviously, they're going to pay attention to Amari Cooper, but... I think Brissett has just enough to get Peoples-Jones about four or five catches this game. They could do some damage on the ground too, but I'm going to go. I'm going to go through the air with them. What do you have? I'm going to go Nick Chubb anytime touchdown score. This is a minus 135. Uh, you might be able to find it uh, on other books for a little, little better odds, but I mean, I just think that the the, the Browns are going to have multiple op- opportunities to score in this game. Um, a lot of Dolphins games have been look kind of high scoring at times um, if they do get into the red zone I think they're handing the ball off as they do uh, Nick Chubb is very efficient at, at getting into the end zone and getting his 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 yardage and his scores um, they, the, the Dolphins gave up three rushing touchdowns last week I think Nick Chubb has a chance to get in just once any point in time that's all we need is him across the end zone one time at the point of the game regardless of who's winning or losing so give me that Nick Chubb prop minus didn't 135 didn't we have a Mike Gusecki First touchdown score at one point in the season. I don't know. I, I think we had we had a Kisaki touchdown score. I don't know if it was the first one. Do you think he gets in the end zone first? No, I, I think I take Nick Chubb plus six hundred. I think I think the only reason this, this line is at plus six six hundred for Nick Chubb is because they expect the Dolphins to score first. But I don't know. I think the Browns do have a chance to score first. Give what me see, Nick Chubb what do you plus six hundred on uh, Fanduel. Oh shit! What do you want? Fanduel. Go to Fanduel, guys. Uh, Caesars has him plus four thirty. Oh, Caesar's odds for first touchdown scores aren't very good. Dang. That's tough. Good to know, though. Good to know. I'm going to go Waddle, plus 625. You give him eight, plus 800 on FanDuel. Plus 800 on FanDuel. Let's grab it. Let's grab it. Okay. Next game up, we have the Denver Broncos Country Broncos traveling to Tennessee to take on the Titans. Titans laying two and a half. You're telling me we can win with the Titans on a field goal? Stop playing with us. Lock this up. That that to me is a no-brainer. Titans minus two and a half. Are you please don't please don't contradict me here. Please don't do it. Broncos country. Let's ride. No. No, why? I'm just kidding. I'm just okay, kidding. thank God. Of course I'm taking the Titans. This is a this is one I'm not going to try to predict the Russell Wilson comeback game. Uh I know they're coming off uh, a bye and a win. That's great. 
Russell Wilson has not been very good this season. The Titans hung around against the Chiefs without a quarterback in that game, basically. Um, a receiver, a wide receiver did not catch the ball in that game, like at all. Um, mm. And so they, the Chiefs knew what to expect and knew what was coming. Derrick Henry still had a monster game. I think this Titans team is just just way out coaches the Broncos. I think they have the way better coach and coaching staff than the Broncos. Um, I think their quarterback's going to be able to take care of the ball better. I think be able to run the ball better. Um, the, I think I think that you can run the ball on on the Broncos. Last game they they gave up almost almost 200 yards rushing. So I think Derrick Henry potentially a big game. Titans should be able to win this by a field goal more. Give me the Titans on the spread. I was going to say Derrick Henry rushing attempts have got a 23.5, but I don't know. The line is so jacked up because of I think the anticipation for that huge game. Let's go to the defensive side of the ball. Maybe Pat Sertan over three and a half tackles plus assist. A lot of action is going to be going on, especially in the secondary. I think I think he'll probably grab that with the assist added on. What's your prop? Um, I will take Derrick Henry over 99 rushing yards. Wow. You get it 100.5 some books. That's fine. Uh, I think I would stop at about 101, but 99 or 100, I'll take it. Um, it, feel, it feels like they can't set the line high enough. Uh, I didn't think I didn't think that he would go over against the Chiefs, and he did easily, even though that everyone knew he was going to get the ball. The, like I said, the Broncos' rush defense has not been very great, so I think the Titans stick to their game plan. It's not like Tannehill's going to come in, and all of a sudden they're they're playing you know, spread offense, and you know the Kansas City Chiefs they're sticking to the run. They're sticking Derrick Henry. I'll take him over 100 rushing yards or over 99. With the first touchdown score, you want to get good odds, of course, but you also want to be realistic. If you gave me Robert Woods plus 17,000, you know, that'd be crazy, but at the same time, is he really going to be the first touchdown score? Probably not when you have Derrick Henry on your offense. It's not flashy. What is it on your uh, what is it on your book? 340. Yeah. That's still quite a good bit of value. Give me Derrick Henry. Yeah, I agree. First touchdown score. Lock it in. All right. The Detroit Lions and Chicago Bears. Slop fest in the making. Rounds out our 1 o'clock slate. What are you doing here? Are you going to lay the three points with the Chicago Bears or take them with the Lions? I will take the the Bears. I've been an anti-Bears better. I've been anti-fields, but I think the Bears are starting to kind of come into their own what they can do. I still don't believe this is like a playoff team. However, they've been able to run the the kind of the single-wing offense with Justin Fields, let him just run the ball as, as a carrier straight up, and it's worked. Um, Justin Fields is not a pocket passer, and he needs to be throwing the ball less, and that's what they're doing, and it is working. Um, the Lions, I just think, are a really bad team. They get they get the upset win over the Packers, but the Packers are completely done. I can't put too much stock in, in that that win. The Packers have lost to anybody and everybody behind center, and so I still think golf is, is just going to have a difficult time in Chicago. It's going to be cold today. He's not a cold weather quarterback. I think the Bears take control of this game, run the ball, and give me the minus three. Oof. I'm going to go Bears at home. Ah. I'm going to take the three points with the Lions. Their what? offense is good. I know, I know. I don't want to be a field hater. I want to turn the corner with him, but I just can't. 
I just can't. Detroit plus three, maybe it's a field goal game at the very end. Like you said, cold weather, should be low scoring. Here's the real play. Under 48 and a half. I know that this is a flashy Detroit offense, but we got to go under here. This is way, way too jacked up. Now, my one prop for the game, I'm going to say DeAndre Swift over his receiving yard. He is going to be set at 23 and a half. Let's go Swift over 23 and a half as our best player prop. Or if you don't like that, maybe uh, maybe total total receptions is at three and a half. I don't know. I think he's going to have a good game. Longest reception over 12 and a half. I'll stick to it though. I'll go over 23 and a half receiving yards for Swift. I'm going to take Cole Komet over two and a half receptions plus 108 plus value on this reception line. Cole Komet has gone over, gone under this line a good bit this season. He's gone over a few times, but last week he had five receptions against the Dolphins and Fields. Now getting more confidence is really starting to work the ball, and I think that going down to Komet is a easy and consistent target for him. I think he continues to work with Komet this week. All he needs is three receptions. I'll take it over two and a half. My first touchdown score is going to be Swift once again, plus 800 on Caesars. I don't know what you have him there on FanDuel, but Swift, I like him. I think he's going to get some play here. I like that offense. I think they'll they'll be able to keep pace. Do you have one? Wait, what, what, what are the odds for you? Uh, on here, you have to tell me what it is there. But I think plus 800. Get off that app, bro. Please stop looking. Look at something else, please. Do you got a magazine? No. Any other any other sports book app? It's plus nine fifty over here. Oof. On the side of the table. Got a first touchdown scores. You 